Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a fun one. Today, we have with us Candace Klein with Meta Team. Welcome, Candace. Well, thank you so much, Lee. How are you? I am doing great, and I'm excited to learn about Meta Team. How are you serving folks? Well, right now, MetaTeam is the first women-owned commercial roofing company in the country. Uh, we put together some of the top talent from regionally owned uh, or regional women-owned roofing companies so that we can serve our clients in a new and better way. So how'd you get into this uh, line of work? Well, you know, the smell of asphalt in the morning is so invigorating that I just couldn't help myself. No, <laughs> I, have a, I have a background in IT. And for a long time, I found myself um, with more dogs than friends because I'd work 100 plus hours a week every single week. Uh, And when I was very young, my father had an asbestos abatement company because, you know, roofing isn't sexy enough. And he said, you know, come in and join the team, move over to construction. And I said, you know, I don't think so. And this went on for a little while. And then I said, you know what, I, um, I would like to have more human beings as friends than dogs. So I made the leap. And we quickly diversified from abatement to roofing um, as we realized that we were growing market share in a diminishing market of one market where we could grow into an ever-present market, if you will. So that was a long, long, long time ago. So I have been a commercial roofer for a few decades now. So now when that initial kind of pivot occurred, what was the thinking in the room when you were kind of contemplating this like what kind of research had you done and what kind of like where did you see the opportunity where others didn't so uh, i'm assuming you're asking me about meta team because again asbestos is just the most exciting topic on the planet right Uh, roofing uh, is second most exciting so i'm going to go for uh, roofing so what i saw lee is that we have um i my my roofing company is Klein Contracting, and we're based here in Georgia, and we service the Southeast. And I have several companies that are very active in the supplier diversity space. And what I was seeing is that I'm able to do a great job for them and to meet their needs. But my philosophy here at Klein Contracting is if there's an emergency, I need to be able to get a crew to your building within about 24 hours. And uh, that means I'm going to be very regionally kept. What about outside of my region? I've been asked to go outside of my region for some of these clients, and I just didn't feel that I could truly serve their needs with the integrity and service that I believe that we deliver. So when I started to do a lot of digging, um, I would go to conferences and I would ask some of these prospective clients who I don't do business with yet, how would you feel if I could give you another roofing company in, say, Texas, or perhaps Virginia, or maybe Colorado? And they were super excited. They're like, we'd appreciate the lead, but it's hard for them to buy one of. So instead of having 15 roofers across the country, it's a lot easier for them to have one consolidated opportunity to use their their focus on supplier diversity in one place in construction. And then how did you kind of find and vet those appropriate resources in the other markets? Uh, Well, so since I have been in roofing a long time, I go to a lot lot of educational opportunities. Um, we, We have the National Roofing Contractors Association has a myriad of 
education from both on the commercial and the residential side and at any level that you are in our market. If you've never roofed in your life and you want to be a part of the roofing community, you can learn. So I spent a lot of time in their risk management classes. Um, and year over year, I would see these high caliber roofers in the room with me. And then suddenly women started to appear. And naturally you just kind of go up and say, hey, it's so nice to meet you. What's your region? What's your company like? What are you doing? What are you seeing in your market? So I had happened to know a few women who I thought were unbelievably dynamic, doing the same thing I am for their clients and their market with the same kind of culture and values. And, um, and all of a sudden, I, it was a match. So now did you at first just find one other person that was appropriate and you're like, hey, this worked here, maybe I can expand this? Or was it always kind of the eye on of the pie of, okay, this can be like national? So the eye on the pie was always national. And right now I have two other roofing partners. Uh, so we cover 21 states, but right now we're in talks with a few others. So the goal is to cover the continental United States. And I would expect by year end, we should be at about 35 to 40 states. So now when you're working with these other uh, business owners in the other markets, what the value proposition to them is that this is a easy way for customers to hire all of you rather than them out there battling like that's part of the value proposition? Well, that's part of the value proposition, Lee, but what we're really focused on is supplier diversity. So we're looking for the long-term property owners who are looking for companies that highly value uh, our ability to invest back in our community. So we are minority contractors. All of us are minority contractors, but what we strive to do is take that a step further. We don't subcontract labor. So we give people good jobs in our community. These aren't low paying jobs. They're good quality jobs. We invest in our people so that when you have an experience with one of our companies, you're getting not just a great experience. You're knowing that your dollars are being spent, not just with a minority contractor, but in that community. So it's an investment. It comes full circle. Now, is part of one of the benefits of being part of the meta team, like if somebody has a win in one of the cities, like say, I don't know if you're in Virginia, but say Virginia. Yes. Yes. Um, the, the folks in Georgia high-fiving or like, are yes. you all in this together? Like so a win none us, anywhere? None of us compete. So we all have our regional territories and there are overlaps in our territories. And what we've done in those overlap areas is we've defined who's best. So, uh, for example, I love re-roofing. I love it. I love these jobs that are complicated and really hard to get to, and they're leaking, and the building is occupied, and people are frustrated. I want to solve their problems. One of my partners is a new construction goddess. So in areas where we overlap, she's going to look at the new construction. I'm going to look at that. One of our other partners in Virginia is great at solar. Because we don't compete, I can bring her into any project that I need a solar piece done on. So, you know, we've set it up so it's a collaboration model. Um, and again, it's really who's best for the client. Uh, if they have a very unique need, who's got that experience? And we have 230 years of experience combined. So we have a lot of experience doing a lot of different kinds of things. Now, was this, uh, this seemed very innovative to me. And to be able to get uh, a lot of people in different markets to be able to collaborate this efficiently seems a, a tremendous achievement just by itself. 
how was it when you were kind of pitching it to them? Were they always on board or did they have tweaks and you've it's evolved? Like how has that the back and forth of, you know, just dealing with a lot of people that are leaders, you know? Sure. So the value of dealing with a lot of leaders is you have a lot of good ideas. But one of the things, Lee, that I learned really on is that I personally am very attached to the success of Meta. And I don't believe that I personally know everything that is best for the organization at all times. And I believe every single one of my partners feels the exact same way. So in order to do that, I came to the table and approached a few different people and they brought on better ideas for certain aspects of it. Some people were really good at the marketing aspect of this. Some people were very good at the safety aspect of, of this. So it allows each of us to really be good at what we're good at, but it's not, we're not, um, we are pretty road tested. So it's not an ego based organization. It really is. How can we come together and create something that is a, new experience. Meta means to transform. So the goal was to offer our clients a transformational opportunity in construction. So that means we always need to be sitting at the table, finding the best idea and adapting to that best idea for our clients and for our partners. And Meta is kind of its own thing. Like each of you has your own day job business that serves, but Meta is kind of an additional kind of revenue stream and opportunity for everybody? So we each have our own day jobs um, with the exception of Meta does have its own employees and its own sales force. So I may be running client contracting, but I also happen to be the one person who overlaps and also works technically for Meta as well. So what we're doing on the Meta side is looking at developing those relationships nationally with people who are focused on supplier diversity. On the client contracting side, we're servicing the needs of our clients, but we're open up to find the best way to solve the needs for any of the Meta clients as well, as well as each other. You know, if there's a technical problem that comes up in one of our markets, we want to communicate that so that we all are aware of it and you have the opportunity to brainstorm with a team to help the client. So now, um, how long has Meta been uh, around? So Meta has been, uh, you know, in process for two years, but we officially um, opened up in January of this year. So right before the pandemic, (laughs) we were rocking it. (laughs) So, so there's been opportunities to serve clients as Meta. Uh, so right now, what it has been is it's been more leads for smaller regional things or opportunities to answer questions. So, for example, we've spent a lot of time talking to general contractors because there's a lot on the period of new construction coming down the pike. But for re-roofing, a lot of people have gone quiet right now because people who are large-scale property owners are doing everything they can to make sure they're able to keep their offices safe, whether they're in a reopening phase or they're in a phase where they've got some employees in there. So right now, they're not really super excited to talk about re-roofing, but eventually they will be, and I'm happy to help them. But right now, I need to give them the space to be able to operate in a healthy environment with their employees. And then uh, for you, is this something that uh, has anything surprised you going around kind of finding these collaborative uh, fellow collaborators? Is that something that did you kind of feel that this community that you're building would kind of flourish like it is? Well, you know, Lee, one of the things that's been a pleasant surprise was really how easy it was to start Meta. 
And I'm not saying that there isn't, you know, starting any business has a myriad of challenges, but it is as if the ground was prime for uh, the female voices in my industry to come together and to talk about how can we do things differently? Why are we here? And how are we able to leverage as minority contractors the opportunity to bring more minorities into our space? There's only less than 1% ownership of larger commercial roofing companies by women. And it's, it's an opportunity for us to discuss why is that and how can we make the next generation of all minorities feel comfortable in this space? Because there's a lot of opportunity in construction for everyone to be at the table because we need all great ideas to solve the problems of today and tomorrow. So if you were kind of speaking with a young person, um, how would you kind of pitch them on this career in this industry? So I'm fortunate that I get to do that every day because we have a wonderful, delightful woman who graduated this year from Kennesaw, who's in our estimating department. And she interned with us for two years prior to graduation. And she was in construction management. So she was excited about construction to begin with, but I didn't know if she wanted to pursue a career in roofing. And one of the things that it allows her to do is there's a level of perpetual learning uh, I, I know it doesn't seem obvious, but what we use, the materials that we use on these projects, the complexity of the buildings that we're doing, the opportunity to mobilize efficiently, there's, there's never a day where you can't learn something. And she is hungry for knowledge. And we respect that she is a smart person and give her a level of autonomy to both create and to win and solve problems as well as she's got a team around her such that if she makes a mistake or if she feels that she has a failure she's not failing it's a team we don't have a competitive estimating environment everybody is a team so no matter what level you are you collaborate with each other here internally so I encouraged her to jump in the water is warm and the atmosphere is friendly and I think that all construction is really moving in that direction. Not all of it yet, but you'll find a lot of, especially general contractors that we're working with, that that's really their, their focus. So it's a wonderful opportunity for young people today, uh, whether no matter what area of construction they may be interested in. Well, this is a question for people that are in other kind of male-dominated industries. How do you create that culture, especially when you're the leader, that makes everybody feel safe uh, because a lot of, I'm sure some of the hesitancy for some young women, especially is, I, I don't know if I want to get, there's all the stereotypes of the construction industry. How do you kind of create an environment where they do feel safe? I, first of all, I want to say what a fair and important question that is, because I've been in the industry long enough where there have been times where I have gone out on projects. I've reviewed projects where I have not always felt that way. But what we have here is again, you're not alone. And I think that is one of the most important cultural elements you can create in any construction environment to welcome people. So we don't send new people out on jobs alone at first. They're uncomfortable because they don't have a level of knowledge. So they're insecure to begin with. So why would you throw them to the wolves? right? It, it makes no sense. So we bring people together. We encourage people to work together. We tell people, this is a new person. I want you to be with this new, new person for XYZ amount of time until they feel comfortable going out onto the project by themselves. You start by letting them know that they're on a team so that they, if they have 
reservations, no question is stupid. Safety is, is fundamentally important. We try to train them in a way that you're not alone, you're with a group, you're with a group that cares about you and we, we value your voice. And, and I think that that is one of the most important things you can do to make sure everyone feels comfortable in construction. Good stuff. I mean, that's super innovative. Again, um, it's funny when you have a diversity in an organization, the ideas come from, you know, just your way of seeing Everyone. the world. And then yeah. everybody benefits from that if they're just open to this. Um, so fantastic. Uh, great story and great, uh, important way of looking and leading a company. I mean, kudos to you. Well, thank you, Lee. I appreciate it. And I, um, again, I, I look forward to the opportunity to perpetually learn. And I hope that not only do all of my partners feel that way, I hope that we can help educate our clients on anything they need so that they can get the best possible, best energy efficient solutions and that we're able to broaden and other trades see this model and they understand that we can succeed together. There's no reason for each of us to try to push an elephant up a hill. You know, you know, and that's if you look at WeBank, the whole focus of WeBank, and particularly here in my area, the Greater Women's Business Council is about succeeding together. So I really hope that this serves as the beginning of something. Well, let's talk a little bit about GWBC. Um, yes. How has that organization, how has Roz uh, Lewis uh, impacted your business and, and what compelled you to get as involved with the group as you are? So... Um, Going back to the fundamentals of MetaTeam, one day I asked uh, Roz for a meeting, and she's always generous with her time, and this was about two years ago, a little over two years ago now, and I sat her down and I said, you know, what do I need to do and how do I need to position myself as client contracting, a regional women-owned roofing company, in order to properly use my, my credentials as a certified uh, women-owned business company? And she looked at me and she said, well, Talk to the other women, put them all together. She's the one that inspired the meta team. So for that, I, I mean, kudos, celebration, and gratitude galore. Because as soon as I left that meeting, I think I didn't sleep any night for a good solid two months trying to noodle how I can make this idea work. You know, the first thing you do is you're like, okay, what are all the barriers to entry? And you think about this, and they're, none of them were real barriers at all. <laughs> right it just all. hadn't done it hadn't been done that way so now exactly. once your mind is exactly. open now it's just problem solving it, Roz is the ultimate put the great people together person she is the key center networking piece who sees the value of collaboration and inspired us to find a way to collaborate and to serve everyone's needs better Good stuff. Well, um, that organization is an amazing organization that's helped so many Amen. folks um, yes. really take their business to the next level and dream bigger. And that's bigger. really at the yes. heart of it. I mean, a lot of, and this is, uh, a lot of women-owned businesses, I don't think dream big enough. That You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm very sad to see that. I think there's, for some reason, this level of fear and doubt that exists within women who have a brilliant idea. And if they could just silence that piece for just a moment, they may see that the possibilities are endless. I, I know we're in these weird times. Um, I, I, 
but that's okay. Now's the time to go in and say, what are these great thoughts that I've been holding on to? And, and I really hope more women, more of all people, really allow those thoughts to bubble up because they're what's going to change everything. Yeah, and that's why groups like GWBC are so important where women can get together yes. kind of in a safe yes. environment, share their fears, share the opportunities, and brainstorm yes. new ways of moving forward. Yes. Sometimes just having a person to speak with, just a stranger who's in a business that may be completely different than yours, will give you the courage to go to the next step. But then let's go beyond that. GWBC also brings the business opportunities to the table too. So they not only give you um, a sense of community, but they are also giving you an opportunity to succeed. So they, they have the best of both worlds under one great umbrella. Right. So um, any women business owners out there that haven't uh, taken advantage of all of that GWBC's offers, uh, you're missing out. So I would suggest going uh, to their website and getting involved with the Greater Women's Business Council because it's only can help you grow individually and your company. Absolutely. And they have so many resources posted, not only for starting a new business, getting certified, but they also have an entire section of COVID resources, uh, whether that be small business lending, safety tips, how other businesses have pivoted. They really are an incredible wealth and absolutely worth your time to go visit the site and make contact with the great people at GWBC. Well, Candace, thank you so much for sharing your story today. If somebody wants to learn more about Meta or um, client contracting, what is the coordinates? Well, they can go to metateamllc.com or clientcontracting.com. And if there are any women out there who have questions or that I can support, just drop me a line. I'm the one who receives the lines from, um, from these, and I'm very happy to, to have a discussion with anyone. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.